we were ready to go. It's all uphill from here. Alex, Steve, how are you? Nah, I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm living the first place life. First place? I am now division leader. And because I somehow have one of the two wins over Bobby, I am the number one seed in the playoffs if they were to start today. What are you? I'm feeling pretty good. This this team does not deserve to be there, but we're going to enjoy it while it lasts. Look at that, the climb, the word that starts with the letter P. Climb starts with the letter P? And that's that word that starts with the letter P that you said was like a thing for a long climb. <laughs> precipitous. Look at that precipitous climb. You did it. You're on the precipice of the precipitous climb. I mean, you're creating a tongue twister for us right here to start the show. Yeah, I'm just proud of you. But, well, thank you. And I'm proud of you. You you busted a four-game losing streak, if I, I remember correctly. I did. I finally dropped Aaron Rodgers. Didn't even try to trade him. I was just like, he's gone. And I picked up Trevor Lawrence. So it worked out for me. And, but didn't Aaron Rodgers have his best game of the year? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> he's gone. He's out of my mind. <laughs> so performance doesn't matter. It's the principle. Yeah, now I have Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff, the ultimate <laughs> duo. I don't know. Championship. Well, you are the defending champion. I don't know if there can be too much overconfidence with the Jared Goff-Trevor Lawrence combination. Nah, it's fine. I got Nick Chubb. Derek, do you even bother to try in the league now that you know that Alex has both Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff on his team? Well, I know uh, Alex said that he was going to die on the hill of Trevor Lawrence, but uh, I didn't know it was really going to play out like this. So I have to say I'm I'm surprised. Uh, But, hey. You're on a win streak with him, so. I'm a, I'm a man of my word, it. Derek. When I say I'm going to die on a hill, I'm going to die on that hill. <laughs> well, not to not to have a, a mini celebration party here, but I think we all are coming off wins this last week, right? Mm-hmm. I'm on a three-game win streak, so I'm not oh. in first, but I'm, I'm chasing Bobby, so thanks for beating him that one game, too. I appreciate that. It makes it a little easier for me. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get to that part later, but uh, you have a real chance to be one game out with a couple of games left in the schedule. I'm climbing. I think when I was here two or three weeks ago, I adopted the year of confidence with Alex. I said I was going to make my move and not to toot my own horn because I'm only like halfway there, but but I'm climbing precipitously. Alex, you have started a <laughs> you've started a nation in believing. Believing in what? Overconfidence. Yeah, overconfidence is the way to go. Let me tell you what. And incorrectly using the word precipitous. I've been using it right. You've been using it wrong. I mean, that does check out. Mm-hmm. Even though you taught him the word. <laughs> and have been on the planet a couple of decades longer. But yeah, no. You, 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 know, you know what they say. Teachers teach when they can't do. So in this scenario, what can't I do? I teach you how to use a word. You can't use it correctly, uh-huh. so you taught it to me so I could perfect it. No. I forgot the real phrase. I haven't. I don't have someone that can teach me that yet. I'm the the master. Something like that? No, what is it? Teachers teach because they can't do or something. Uh, Write those, it in to those Steven's who can, Twitter account, <laughs> and we'll check the mailbag next Those week. who can do, those who can't teach. No, we'll check the mailbag sure. next week. I appreciate the effort, though, Steve, but we'll check the mailbag. We have a lot of smart listeners out there. We do. Um, but it would be okay if I went to the 10 for 10 now? The what? The, the 10 for 10, the, the game sweeping America. The oh, nation. what's the 10 for 10? What is the 10 for 10? I'm giving you an opening. Oh, thank you. Well, let me tell you, there are 10 topics related to our league and the National Football League as a whole. I would like to talk with you fine gentlemen about. All right. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, so, of course, number one, 
after writing the obituaries for Jason and Kelly last week and talking about how Bob and Carly were the cream of the crop, the top two teams in the Jenkins lost and the bottom two teams won. So we now have a six seed of Matt at four and six and all four teams behind him at three and seven. Are we back to a wide open playing field for the playoffs? Yes, we are. Are you kidding me? Four people that close behind, it's just going to be like battle royale the last couple of weeks. I'll tell you. And I could easily fall down that way as I just had a four loss streak. So I think it's definitely anybody's game still. I think since nobody is mathematically eliminated with four games to go, I think the technical answer is yes. Although uh, with that that pile of three win teams, there are a, a few teams that I think have a better shot at it, uh, which I'm sure we'll uh, get into more detail. But uh, it, it it makes for an extra layer of intriguing uh, playoff seating. Derek, sometimes you got to answer questions without with the math, but with your heart. <laughs> the answer is yes, because my heart says so. It's a delicate balance, I always think. <laughs> well, it will be fun. There aren't any of these games that – I think you guys are right, Alex. It is going to be a battle royale at the end of the year. But this year, there aren't any matchups. I don't think this week there are no matchups really between the bottom five teams. So, no, in theory, knockout games, but we shall see. Number two, <clears throat> Cam lost by half a point because he chose not to replace a defensive lineman. Is this perhaps one of the most egregious fantasy football mistakes that you have ever seen from somebody who claims to know what they are doing? Okay, I feel like I should tackle this one first. Yes. Um, And I would like to start by saying that I don't like to kick a team when they're down or rub salt on a wound, but I also know that you say that before you do those things. I'm just saying, but go ahead. I just say Cam will also never forgive me for earlier in the season when I said his team was 10th place. So it doesn't really matter at this point what I say anyway. So without preface, I mean, you were you had made me aware of this last night and then I was tracking it and, and there was quite a bit of drama. I At one point I said to you, I said, Cam has just entered the eighth circle of stat tracker hell. Uh, and And the way it ended, too... And there's a little Dante reference there for literature fans at home, but uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, but when I was, you know, it flipped back and forth. They they gave a half a point for um, Jay's lineman, so we, and there was they were given it, taken it away. So it was incredible drama. In fact, I don't even know if we should have checked like 10 minutes before we went live to make sure that nothing has changed. But uh, um, I mean, I think the lesson here is you just you have to play all all your cards, right? You can't leave anything on the table. I think maybe trying to look from from Cam's perspective here is that it is a pain if you have to drop someone on your bench that you want to keep. So you have two linebackers or parting with with uh, Juden, who is like probably the best linebacker in the league. Although I don't think there is a huge point difference with our scoring system between him and like a run of the mill person on waivers. So but I'm assuming maybe you know what his approach here was, Steve, but I think he probably was considering if I have to before the game, I will replace him. But because the the probability of him losing was so low, he just decided to play the odds. And then uh, obviously it was a, a horrendous backfire, but uh, you might have more info on that than me. But uh, the answer, I think, to your question is uh, is yes. 
And he stands by the choice. He says that Judon scores more than most skill position players, which I deal is a stretch, but he's playing the long game. So I just don't know at uh, three and seven and in eighth place if you get to play the long game. Hey, okay. Cam, yes. you know, he's having a losing streak. And right now he's looking down at the nine circles of heck. And the, agent, <laughs> the angel Gabriel's trying to lead him on his way through. And he's trying to make those hard decisions to get through. And he did what he believed in. Good for you, Cam. Follow those dreams. And I, I'm sorry, I should have learned from Hex Kitchen to to say Ninth Circle of Hack. My my bad. Oh, you mean Hell's Kitchen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did we come from the same people? The same mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That was a Dante's Inferno reference. <laughs> you were listening. Three. Oh, also, I agree. That's terrible general managing. That's Rod Marinelli-esque, dare I say. All right. Now that I've stoked that fire, three, worst break, worst week had to go to Matt. Lost Cooper Cup for the, at this point, I don't think they're saying it's the year, but he is on IR, so that's a four-week injury. Zach Ertz gone for the year. Juju got concussed. I mean, it looked pretty gnarly, so TBD if he's going to play this week. And there's one more injury that I am not thinking of right now. Oh, Keenan Allen. I mean, really kind of one of the crown jewels of this team. Like, at this point, what do you do? Like, you are, do you have to trade, like, see if you can find somebody who will trade you Cooper Cup for 60 cents on the dollar? Do you trust the fact that you're four and six and you're in sixth place and figure you can hold on and get in the playoffs and see what happens? Or, it feels like you have to take some active measure here and not just hope for the best. I say you trade Cooper Cup, just get a slightly decrease just for somebody that can maybe make the playoffs. But then obviously, if you do make the playoffs, then you have to go somebody with a stacked team because you gave them Cooper Cup. It's a hard decision. So it's either do you want to try to make the playoffs and make one person's chance more successful or screw them and just try your best. I'm all good with you believing in yourself, Matt, and just powering through. There's some people on the waiver wire. Sterling Shepard's got to be there. I think Sterling Shepard's on IR, my man. <laughs> yeah, so he's probably on the free agent list. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. Trading one IR player for another to help build your team into maybe a contender. One, maybe one's better at being injured. I don't know. <laughs> I think Sterling Shepard is fantastic at being injured. That is a good point. Can we make a league where we just draft 40 players and whoever has the most injured players at the end wins? It's kind of like the league that you and I are in, Steve, but the old work league. Well, I guess the, I guess then we'd have to cheer for people getting injured, so I'm not. Never mind. I don't like that. I mean, now it seems kind of cool when you put it that way. Kind of does, but. <laughs> All right. So for you, I think if I tracked that rabbit hole correctly, at some point there was a try to make a trade. Yeah, but if it was me, I wouldn't do it. But I, Matt, you probably should. Who's the best player on your roster you would trade for Cooper Cup? And I'm going to ask you the same question, Derek, after get your opinion on Matt's team. Ooh, that's hard. Maybe, like, if he needs more than one thing, like Kareem Hunt and um, what's his name? Wide yes. receiver? Uh-huh. Maybe Deontay Johnson. He likes the Steelers. There you go. Deontay Johnson and Kareem Hunt for Cooper Cup. We'll sit on my bench and have two people that might start. I just want to verify from the – you are going to be, be to Matt. I'm going to offer you players to put up 1.2, 7.3, 9.2, and 2.4 points in the last four games for yeah. a wide receiver four. And I'm not good at trading. 
Let's talk. Fine, fine. I'll give you Tyler Lockett and and Deontay Johnson. Fine. For you to trade them both those players for Cooper Cup right now. Sure. Why don't you offer that trade up and I'll talk to Derek for a minute. Let's see if we can get a trade on the air. Fine. All right. Well, Why are you forcing? I feel like you're bullying me into this. Well, I will let you think about it. Maybe offer one of the players if that makes you feel better. I'm gonna look it over while you talk to Derek. About the, I, all right. Let, let's talk. Distract me. So what are your thoughts? Podcast. Well, first I do agree that I think Matt has to do something drastic because I don't think he has enough firepower to grab the last playoff spot. I think three of the three and seven teams will would surpass him if he if he doesn't do anything, or one of those three. So uh, definitely has to make a move. And as far as who I would trade, uh, I'm pretty set on my wide receivers and the and flex position. So I I wouldn't be uh, have much to offer. Maybe uh, Cordell Patterson off the bench or uh, the uh, Panthers running back forward. I I don't think I would be a player in this. If you were Lucas, would you give up? Sorry, sorry, bad air to. Gabriel Davis, because you could give up Gabriel Davis and you could start CeeDee Lamb, Chris Olave, T. Higgins, and then you'd have running backs of Travis Etienne and Alvin Kamara starting. I think I would do that. I mean, you're still in good shape with that starting lineup. Would you? I absolutely would. I think that, uh, and it still leaves Tyler Boyd. On your bench, I mean, it's not spectacular, but at this point, we talked about these are players he could start now, and if one of them gets hurt, you've got Tyler Boyd until Jamar Chase comes in, and you can find somebody on the waiver wire. So, yes, that is a trade I would make. So, Alex, there's a little bit of competition now. We have created a trade market. Yeah, but he's also having surgery, and it says it might be more than a month. Is that worth it? You are definitely rolling the dice, but I think what we're saying is, like, for Lucas, if this player never saw the field, like he's already got a team that can play. And if he comes back, he's golden. And Matt needs something now. That is true. Unless you're Matt and you're like, well, I suck, so I'll just have a keeper for next year. You might have to figure, too, if the Rams uh, continue to lose like they are in a matter of weeks, they might even be out of any any possibility of playoff contention so they wouldn't be rushing him back, you know. Can I probably just kill a couple trades? <laughs> we'll delete that out post production. <laughs> this isn't on the on the uh, run sheet, but I wanted to ask you this question. I was thinking about this while I was watching the game, like the Rams and the Cardinals with this battle of the backups, and and I want to know if this tracks in your brain. Like I'm thinking, like the fact that the Cardinals won with crappy Colt McCoy, and the Rams lost with crappy John Wolford or whatever his name was. Like, cements to me the idea that McVay has to be a good coach and Cliff Kingsbury has to be a terrible coach. Is that just me affirming what I already believed, or does this, like, this track somewhere in your brain as well? Uh, what, so, but the Cardinals won, right? That's what I meant, yes. The crappy Cardinals won. Right. So Clint Kingsbury can't win games with Kyler Murray, but you stick, like, Old uh, McCoy in there, and he can win a game against the Rams. I see. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't try to dig too deep into that, but yeah, I think it's just my hatred of Cliff Kingsbury. He just. Anyways, moving it on. Seems the players hate him too. I mean, I don't think you're alone with that. Is all I would say. I watched just a. The, I don't know if you saw it, like the snippet of when, uh, Murray and Hopkins were going yes. at it 
last week. And then when I saw like Kingsbury pull the offense together, the fact that he couldn't make eye contact with the guys and he's like, it's nothing you guys are doing. It's nothing they're doing. It's all you guys like. I'm like, but, you're just kind of Weasley. Move on. That was one of the worst mediator jobs I, I had ever seen. Yeah, it was almost like they didn't even uh, pay any attention to the fact that he was talking to them. Yes, that's what it is. That, yes, that's <laughs> what I'm putting my finger on. Absolutely. All right. Four. I don't know that I have a lot to add to this, but I just want to give props when I was doing my research today. While you were trying to make this stop, Derek, Bobby's on pace for his fourth straight division title. And like that is a record of longevity. That is hard to accomplish. Good for you, Bobby. Yeah, I mean, credit where credit is due. That's a pretty impressive run because it it is not easy to sustain a high level of success for that many uh, consecutive years. So I all all credit respect to Bobby. I'll be uh, trying to prevent this from happening this year, but uh, we'll see if I can do it. It's always fun for me because I think that we talk like I always I build a team very differently than Bobby. Dare I say, uh, Derek, I'm going to try to throw back to your other field of expertise, basketball. Bobby would be like the Showtime Lakers, like with the big names and the fancy contracts. And I'm out here rolling like, you know, Michael Pittman and George Pickens with the the Motown defense of the bad boys of uh, 1989 slash 90. So, uh, it's a uh, it's a fun contrast in styles, but here I do have yeah, to it's been an impressive it. one. You got to scratch and claw your way to the top, and some people have you know a little more entitled or just have more you know whatever. So blue collar work ethic, I like it. Thank you. <laughs> Quick basketball question: Better coach, Pat Riley, Chuck Daly? Oh, with with people who are are. Uh, uh, you know, more or less Pistons fans. I mean, I don't know. Are you uh, are you a Pistons fan, Alex? Who? <laughs> yeah, never mind. I'll withdraw the question. Uh, I think the answer has to be Pat Riley overall body of work. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. He, Sorry, he won titles on multiple teams too, so I think that that's a, uh, you know, Chuck Daly didn't win a title when he coached in Cleveland. He did make the Nets respectable for a season back in the mid '90s. I think that's saying something, but no, fair call. No, gold medal too. Yeah. All right, we've talked around this a couple of times already, but let's put it on the table. Derek, you're now two games out with four to go and one matchup left against Bobby. How do you like your chances? I like my chances. I think the hard part is uh, there's four weeks left, so there are elements to this that are outside of my control. So I do get the chance to to have one more head-to-head so I can cut it to one. And uh, I think the way I'm rolling right now, I think I, you know, I, could, I could run the table as possible. So I just need a little extra help. And obviously, it's uh, not been easy to defeat him this year. I mean, you know, only uh, you and I have done it. So, uh, but, uh, you know, I I feel good. Year of optimism or whatever, overconfidence. I mean, would this be something like it ends with Bobby and Cam? Your chance at the division lies in Cam's hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's like your enemy's friend is your, or what was it? What's the saying? Uh, oh, the, yeah. the enemy. <laughs> the, the enemy, enemy, my enemy is my friend. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Six. After starting five and oh, Carly is two and three in the last five. Alex, Derek, is she now closer to being back with the rest of the pack or is she still in a top tier with Bobby? I think she's fallen down. I think Bobby's in a different tier. I think 
She's had a lot closer games, though, hasn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's kind of more near our area. She's just been the one pulling them off. I still think she's going to be a playoff team, but I still think it will be a competitive match against other people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's definitely a little bit of a – it's a drop-off here. I think she's still a title contender. But looking at her team, I think maybe one big question mark is is the – durability of her running backs you got henry and barkley will they be able to uh to hold up i guess we only have i mean a month left in the regular season so it's looking good so far but and her wide receiver core is not it's it's solid but it's not great but under the right circumstances i think she's still a title contender and i know we love him but just numerically justin herbert has has underperformed this year and i think it's because he's had no wide receivers but however we got here we're here well, I think she's got. She'll be making big deci- decisions each week of whether to start him or or Burrow. And I want to tread lightly on this because I don't want to say the Burrow's overrated. So don't hear what I'm not saying. So while the 53 and 66 point games matter, they do. The reality of the situation is 37, 28, 39, 33, 30, 28, 31. So I'm gonna roll with Herbert because um, I think he's got more talent. Once his guys are back, but I guess right now, yeah, I guess it's a coin flip, but I still think Herbert's the better quarterback overall. Yeah, and that's a good point, especially minus minus Chase. I would I would definitely stick with Herbert for now at least. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, Alex, we talked about this at the beginning of the episode as well. You broke a, fi- a four-game losing streak. Sure did. What was the pre- and post-game speech to the team like? I I pulled Aaron Rodgers into the office. I said, hey, Aaron, I know you're kind of trying out there, but I don't think this is going to work. And I don't think it's you. Well, I do think it's you. Um, I think that you're you're just, I think you just, we need need to go in a different direction. And then he gave me like a crystal or something and he left. Um, We picked up Trevor Lawrence. He did pretty solid. We had a lot of the boys do pretty solid yesterday. Uh, Justin Jefferson came up big in that game against the Bills where he was just making circus catches. We tell you, I said, you know what, Justin Jefferson, close your eyes and only use one hand. I think that's what you got to do for this next game, and I think you're going to make some big plays. And you know what, he did just that. So, you know, sometimes you just got to let the players play. You know, I I want to pull back and give you an apology. I just assume, like, Rodgers had three touchdowns. It must have been a heck of a game, but I didn't look at the stat line until about a minute ago. He put up 30 points, which by our metric is literally average. So uh, he fumbled a lot. Well, he's been doing that. And if I'm understanding, this was all psychological. This was a psychological ploy that your team needed, and, and it's working to perfection so far. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, after Aaron Rodgers got fired from my team, I think he really got together. Once he had that notification in his inbox, that said, uh, Alex Turner's fantasy football team has dropped you. He said, oh, my God. I'm a failure. <laughs> and then he went to his little spiritual voodoo guy, and he did a little seance, and then uh, there you go. Now he's playing a little bit better. I'm sad he won, but whatever. Well, it was in Green Bay, so and it did take overtime to get the 30 points. Yeah, that was just mostly just bad coaching decisions by Mike McCarthy, but well, anyway, whatever. Absolutely. 
All right, guys, uh, give me some advice. Is Kyle Pitt season over, or do I hope they hand the reins over to Desmond Ritter and a quarterback who can actually get him the ball? Kyle Pitt's a tight end. Indeed. All right. That's my input. Derek, you go. <laughs> Way to end on a high note. You got the position right. Got the position right? I'm on a roll today. So Pitts has had like one good game, maybe another decent game, and all the rest bad. Is that a fair summary? As long as we can acknowledge that you're just talking numbers versus in the game, like he's wide open and he's literally getting missed by Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Oregon Ducks. Our Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, yeah, that, I predicted that wrong. Uh, but yeah, I think Pitts needs to be in a better system and I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. So for the rest of the year, uh, yeah, I, I don't see it. I think it's going to it's gonna stay, stay low ceiling for him. So like a pit? Yeah, can't get out of the pit, yeah. Yeah. That's well done right there. His last name is Pitts. Yeah, because it's a low ceiling, but it's like, you know, like, you know, his name's Pitt. Use it. So is I think that's just good feedback, Derek. Thanks. Well, that was just a softball. I knew you would like knock it out of the park. Oh, that's what you were doing. Okay. Set you up. Touche. So low ceiling as far as he stays on the bench for a while, or it's it's time to pull an Aaron Rodgers. Well, I guess I'd have to look at the the totality of your other options, but uh, it doesn't sound like you need you would want him on the field, and I would agree with that. Look him up in the phone book and give him a call. He probably just needs a little bit of cheer up. <laughs> on the off chance he's got a home here in Ottawa County. Yeah, seven so states away. I mean, we can get a phone book for wherever Kyle Pitts is from. Uh, Tennessee. But Atlanta, where he plays the footballs. That's what I said, Tennessee, Atlanta. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay, so you, the, we're assuming that he's going to have a listed number and a landline yeah. Yeah. in Tennessee, Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, checks out. Yeah. Perfect. All right. <laughs> I, if you would have asked me a question three weeks ago about the, the value of quarterbacks in this league, I would have said it feels like it's more valuable than it's ever been and that's saying something. So I started thinking, I wonder how many quarterbacks I'd be willing to take in the first two rounds. But then as I started doing the math, I'm like, well, there are probably 10 quarterbacks I'd be happy to have. So maybe ultimately the strategy hasn't changed that it's feast or famine that I want one of the big three or I'm gonna sit out and wait and see kind of who's left of the other seven. Um, So from my perspective, I think if I, if we were drafting next year right now, my question for you guys, and I'm going to answer it first, how many quarterbacks would I take in the first two rounds? I think it's still the big three that we had in last year, coming into this year, Herbert, Mahomes, Allen. Assuming all the players stay, I would probably add Tua with a big moment of pause. But that's where I'm at with quarterbacks in this league. What what would your guys' philosophy be right now going into draft season? And, yeah, this is for if we had, like, First or second round pick, or just early that we're grabbing a quarterback. Uh, Specifically, no. Yeah, I am staying with the first two rounds and assuming round one is the keeper round. Okay, all right. Uh, I came up with a list of seven. Okay. Want me to go over them? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mahomes, Allen, and I got Burrow, which I I don't, I doubt he made. Well, if you had ten, you might have him. Murray, Hertz, Herbert, and Tua. Okay. So in theory, you would use one a first round, first pick around <laughs> a pick in the first two rounds, and one of those guys, depending on where you were at. 
Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can I can get on board with that. What about you, Alex? I haven't been drafting quarterbacks really lately. I'm just gonna kind of try to avoid it. You I mean like two of the last three years you used a first or keeper pick on Josh Allen. Exactly. Okay. So I didn't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and Lawrence would make your list, right? I and actually I got Jared Allen in like the tenth round. So and you were like, Alex, I don't think Jared Allen's a good pick. And I said, you know what, Steve, we're gonna find this out. <laughs> That retired defensive end, Jared Allen, was not a good pick in the 10th round. Yeah, well, then I got J-Dot in the 11th round, and so I felt pretty stupid about Jared. but <laughs> <laughs> Because he was like, Alex, he's not even in the league anymore. And I was like, oh, well, fine. And then I picked J-Dot on. He said, that's still stupid. <laughs> Can you remember, what you, what round did you draft J-Dot in when you actually drafted him? Like 10. Oh, wow, okay. I drafted him late. <laughs> I was texting Lucas, like, buddy of mine the whole time, and I was like, should I go for J-Dot? And he was like, dude, because it wasn't J-Dot, I said Jared. And he was like, no, Jared Allen's not in the league. And I said, no, the quarterback guy. (laughs) All right, we are in the fourth quarter of the regular season. I want you guys to make one bold prediction for this, I'm sorry, for the fantasy football league for the rest of the year. Hmm. Oh, for fantasy football? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Derek, how about you go first? You're good at bold predictions. Well, well I, I was already going to say me surpassing uh, Bobby, but I already kind of talked about that, so I feel like I need to come up with another one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it back to you, Alex, while I think for a second here. I will find I've got mine, though. Sorry. I just thought of it in that moment okay. when I was trying to pass it back. If uh, Kelly-, Kelly makes the playoffs. If Kelly beats me, Kelly makes the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, same one. Matt Patricia's going to eat the hot dog on the sideline. Okay, call back to 2019. That's a call back to every year. I say that every year. And one of these years, I'm going to get it right, and it's going to be so freaking funny. <laughs> I wonder how Bill Belichick would react if Matt Patricia had a hot dog on the Patriots. He'd, like, he'd demand half. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say end his career for gay, but... <laughs> probably not all right well that is 10 for 10 but before we get into the power jenkins you know alex you've known me for many years as my brother Derek, you have known me for many years as a as a co-worker and such as we have evolved and i think we can all agree if certain words describe me it is loving compassionate open and all that other hippie nonsense that we we strive for in 2022 Uh in that vein i like how derek won't let his voice be connected to this comment right now (laughs) in that vein (laughs) i want to help offset the negative stigma on fantasy football players that we we are just an older version of gamers who just are maybe not as cool as some of the other hip cats and don't have as much going on so I want to help one of the people in our league find true love. So welcome to the Bachelorette fantasy football version. Right on. So what we're going to do is one of our one of my nine league mates, we are going to get connected with a lucky young gal. So okay. I would like to introduce everybody to All right. So Steven <laughs> asked me to find Steven asked me to find a girl. And we have a half sister that we don't talk about. So I went out and found her. Uh, Trin, Trinity, you want to come out here? Yeah. <laughs> it's me, Tr- 
turducken. It's like a turducken, except it's a turner and a jakey and a chicken. Can I walk this back? <laughs> we're we're already deviating from the script here. <laughs> they, don't, they don't want to be out of the basement very often. So. Well, actually, no, they do. That would be abuse. I just don't like to go outside because of the people. Some things about me. My favorite TV show is Entourage. My favorite movie is Entourage the movie. I enjoy Bitcoin. I enjoy how it's not regulated. That's my favorite thing about it. And I love doing the do. So, here, so Trinity. Sure. Uh, are you ready to find the love? All right. So we are going to, we're going to let you meet nine lovely humans that we think would be a good match for you. And I'm going to just give you a little bit about each person. Cool. How does that sound? Sounds baller. Indeed. Hmm. Let me tell you why they named me Trinity. Okay. Because I was the third kid. <laughs> So I want to just tell you a little bit, sure. Trinity, about some of the people in our league that you will be meeting. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> First, there's Lucas, a two-time league champion. Oh, huh. <laughs> Two? <laughs> I've never met a league champion before. Oh, be it twice. Continue. <laughs> I mean, there are a few bullet points here, so you may want to hold your applause until the end. Oh, okay. Same. <laughs> Again, Lucas, three-time division champion. Three? You said two. <laughs> oh, my gosh. New uh, championship? Indeed. Um, there's my friend Jason, the only three-time league ch champion. Wait, okay. The, the highest playoff winning percentage. Four final four appearances. Oh, damn. I know. Mm. There is your brother, your brother, Alex. Oh, he's cool. Oh, dear. Okay. There's your brother, Alex, a three-time division champion, a 2012 runner-up, a 2021 league champion, a three-time third-place finisher, five final four appearances. Not as impressive. And a five and ten playoff record. Eh. Yeah. There is... There's the commissioner's wife, Kelly, a two-time league champion. Mm. She has the third highest regular season win percentage. Wow. Before a disastrous 2019 season, she made the playoffs seven years in a row. Oh, damn. I know. Mm. There, power. Mm. there is her sister, Carly. Ooh, Carly. What's up? <laughs> she has one division title and three playoff appearances in only three years in the league. Three for three? Damn. There is Bobby, a 2012 league champion, a five-time division winner, a seven-time Final Four, five Final Four appearances, and he has been to the finals three times. Three finals. Wow. How many finals did he win? One. Yeah, that's not <laughs> There's Derek. Mm. He's in his third year in the league. Sounds he, like a loser. <laughs> he is not Facebook. Trinity, person. that's mean. I have a comment here, Derek says, still Facebook friends with his wife, but I'm guessing I remember the backstory about that. I used to know the backstory there. Uh, 
I, we're still friends uh, to start with that facebook friends uh <laughs> i'm sorry i have trouble focusing with the uh... yeah it's been a lot to, to it's been <laughs> a lot to digest um Derek won the uh, fantasy football championship in his first year back in 1996. That is unprecedented. Unfortunately, it's been a bit of a drought since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess since 1996. Yes. Oh man, that's a long time. He is the only two sports star in our league, though: fantasy basketball and fantasy football championships. Wow. And lastly, there is Cam, our 2018 league champion, third highest win percentage in the league, four division titles, but mm. one and eight in the semifinals. Good for him. Okay, so I want you to find a true connection here, Trinity. True connection. I love it. So here's what we're going to do. I I have asked the nine contestants where they would like to take you on a date, and they're going to tell you where they would take you on a date, and you are going to pick which six, after you get this information, you want to continue on with. Right on. (laughs) Indeed. Now, Derek, where you come into this is, is the voice of the people. In each of these first two rounds, you get one veto where you can say, no, that's... That's not where Jason would take Trinity. He might actually take her here. Okay, I think I got it. Oh, I, I hope so. I don't get it, but all right. <laughs> but and my veto comes after the fact or in the moment is in the moment veto. I really hope someone takes me to Sky Zone. <laughs> That's I, a place where you go on trampolines and dunk basketballs. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> I. Yeah, you know, Trinity, you know, it seemed like a good <laughs> idea when we, we had you come interact with people. I'm just not sure anymore. There's a reason I don't. No, no, it's okay. I mean, it's okay. All right, so, Trinity, I asked <laughs> I asked my friend Matt where he would take you, and he said he would take you to East Lansing. All right, Home of the Michigan State go Spartans. Go Spartans! All right, sweet. That's all right, I guess. Lucas would take you to Havana, Cuba. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Isn't that where the missiles are? Indeed. All right. Missiles are cool. Kelly would take you to Disney World. Oh, heck yeah. Carly would take you to <laughs> Denali National Park. Outside kind of sucks. Indeed. Do they have buildings there? I would hope. All right. <laughs> Jay would take you to the library. Oh, books, I guess. Derek would take you to Boring, Oregon. What's in Oregon, Derek? It's just a, it's a town. Not a lot going on there. I thought it was a state. <laughs> Oregon, Ontario. No, it's not. Cam would take you <laughs> to the men's bathroom at Family Bretton Meadows Family D&W. Ooh, I'm interested to see how that turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby would take you to Tallahassee, Florida. And hey, Alex, like, there's alligators there. Hey. Alex would take you to Sky Zone. Oh, frick yeah. I freaking love Sky Zone. You give a freaking hot dogs and some chorizos and you can just pound some b-balls with your bros. This is Bitcoin machine. There's through. So Trinity, just to run through this through. Unfortunately, our journey has to end with three people yeah. right now. So just a reminder real quick. Alex would take you to the Sky Zone. Bobby, Talos, Hassie, Cam, the Bretton Meadows D&W Men's Bathroom. <laughs> Derek, Boring, Oregon. Yes, it's a real city. Jason, the library. Carly, Denali National Park. Kelly, Disney World. Lucas, Havana. 
Matt would take you to East Lansing. What three journeys have to end here? Well, I think East Lansing definitely ends there. Okay, thanks, mm. thanks for playing, Matt. Yeah, you're welcome. Nothing much there. Oh. Um, I'm definitely going to stay in the library. I can't read. Um, that checks out. Well, well. <laughs> well, sure. Mm. Uh, no travel behind. I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going for <laughs> getting rid of. Havana, Cuba. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's there. And whoever wanted to take me to, like, the park. <laughs> um, did somebody want to take you to the park? Yeah, pretty sure someone's at the park. I, I, I mean, I'll run through these. There's Havana, East Lansing, Disney World. Oh, Denali, Denali National Park. That's right. All right. So Carly's <laughs> journey ends here. But it's good to know that your brother's still in the running. Yes. Okay. Can, can I go ahead and veto Boring Oregon? I, I just don't think that's going to work out. Oh, I love Oregon. Where where would we be going instead? Because you want to continue this journey. Oh oh, I thought I could take myself out of the journey by doing that. <laughs> no, you have made it to the next round. All right, then let's stick with boring. <laughs> now, obviously, it's nice to go someplace special and have a good time and get to know somebody. Sure. But another love language is giving of gifts, as we know. Ooh, gifts. So of our of our six remaining contestants, I have asked them each what they want to give you as a sign of of their interest. Yeah. So again, I'm going to, to let you know what the remaining six contestants would like to give you, and then you are going to let me know what uh, who does the journey end for after this, okay? Right on. I know it's it's getting complicated real quick. Here. Yeah, it's a lot of steps. Okay, yeah, no. Uh, your brother <laughs> Alex, who, I'm still not sure how he got through the first round, but. He would give you a chicken nugget. Wow, a whole one? <laughs> a whole one. Whoa. From uh, where? I don't know, McDonald's. Nice. <laughs> Bobby would give you a candle. Yeah, like what like smells like what? <laughs> candle. Ooh, candle sensor candle? That's actually a sleeper. <laughs> um Cam would give you uh Burt Reynolds chest hair. Like to wear or like to keep in a baggie? <laughs> I think that's Jill's choice. Ooh, mysterious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek would give you a Rolls Royce. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I think that beats chicken nugget. Shut up. <laughs> they would give you a pipe knife. What's a pipe knife? Half pipe, half knife. Pipe knife? Yeah. Why isn't it a knife pipe? <laughs> we can, we'll call the knife pipe for you. Good. Kelly would give you fuzzy socks. Lovely. And Lucas would give you an enema. Mm, not so lovely. <laughs> so again, to revisit uh, before our journey ends, for three competitors, uh, Lucas would give you an enema. Mm. Kelly would give you fuzzy socks. Yeah. Jay would give you pipe knife or <laughs> knife pipe. Knife pipe. Knife pipe, pipe knife. Derek would give you a Rolls Royce. Good. Cameron would give you Burt Reynolds chest hair. Okay. And, sorry, Bobby would give you a candle, and Eric, Alex would give you chicken nuggets. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's a chicken nugget. <laughs> Singular <laughs> chicken nuggets. Just correct it there. And I do apologize. We do have to take away the dream. Um, Pipe Knife and Jason were eliminated in the last round, so they don't get to, awesome. that is off the table. Okay, well, we're going to get rid of uh, <coughs> Animal. I'm going to say probably Burt Reynolds hair. <laughs> And uh, boop, boop, boo, candle, I suppose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the 
the remaining contenders are Derek, Kelly, and your brother. No. Okay. Those <laughs> in the family. No. So before you make your choice, I want you to know that everybody mm. probably has a secret in their closet that they are a little <clears throat> embarrassed by. So I, I asked the remaining three competitors how their last relationships ended so that you will be able to make an informed decision. Okay. Okay. So, unfortunately, your brother's last relationship ended yep. when a ghost named Steve moved into the basement. Yep, sounds right. Sure. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Derek's last relationship ended after his significant other went to a motivational speech convention or motivational seminar by Mike Ditka and decided that she was going to give up booze and meat. Oh, Mike Ditka would never give up booze and meat. <laughs> it was a confusing day all around as I understand it. <laughs> and Kelly, after getting quite frisky with Star Wars star... Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know his name. Say it normal. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Nope. Say it. It's Orbo-Wan Kenobno. <laughs> uh, Kelly has been banned from Disney World, so any future relationship... How could you take me to freaking Disney World if you're banned from fucking Disney World? <laughs> I mean, that was... That was that was harsh. No, I'm... I just, just came out the... Whatever. I, I do realize. No and, Disney World for me. <laughs> so, sorry. Yeah, it's. I, it might be that maybe you can go to Disneyland. No, it just said Disney World. <laughs> Disneyland is stupid. Uh, okay. So maybe we'll say that for this purpose you can't go to the Magic Kingdom. The other lovely parks. Magic the Kingdom's the best park. <laughs> Get rid of the Animal Kingdom. Damn. So. With with these choices, uh, Trinity, who is the lucky contestant that has won your heart? Oh, man. Well, too bad for her. The Mike Ditka wanted to give up meat. I don't want to stop eating meat. We'll pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for this. Derek, you found a luck connection. I, I saw it coming a mile away. I just knew it was gonna, this was going to be the end result. <laughs> Well, let us know how it goes. That's great, Derek. You can send me gift cards or something. <laughs> I think do we have a new recurring character, maybe a, a new co-host uh, in in the running, maybe? I don't know. I hope not. I need a lot of things. I need to process a lot of things right now. Okay. So let's go to uh, 10 for 10. <laughs> no. Let's never go to 10 for 10 again. Okay. Let's go Where are you right now? Nobody knows. Mm -hmm. All right. Power Jenkins. There we go. There we go. All right. So I'm going to go through last week's <coughs> rankings real quick. Bobby was one. Carly, two. Derek, three. Alex, you were four. I was five. Cameron, six. Matt, seven. Lucas, eight. Kelly, nine. And Jason, ten. All right. So start, fellas. Who is ten? Jason. Jason. Was 10, stays 10. I think, like, I want to try to be optimistic. Uh, well, I, to try to be optimistic about this team. The fact is they won. They've moved to 3-7 and seven in our virtual tie for 7th place. Um, 
it's hard to think that there are a lot of prospects for this team. Um, it's right. It's season is going to end against seven and three Carly, two straight matchups against eight and two me, and then the last week of the year against Matt. I think what scares me about this team last year, they I'm sorry last week, they won with the third low score and Tony Pollard was the kind of the savior of the team who is not going to have that sort of performance again, not because he's not capable, because the Cowboys seem determined to stick with um, Ezekiel Elliott. So it just, uh, it makes me hard to think that this is going to be something that can continue. Well said. Well said. That was good. Thank you. You know, there's a reason you're, you're a host. Well, after that last skit, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was brilliant. We're going to find out. I okay. like to tell people that I run a fantasy football. I, I do an, a football podcast, and I have like 50 episodes under my belt, and they think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and a quick vein of that, when I started uh, my, my current job, and I was talking with the other supervisors, and we we're all saying like one thing about ourselves. And like I was like, I, I host a podcast. And like they all wanted to know what it was. And I had been like at the job for like two weeks by that point. I'm like, I'm not telling you all that until I've been here long enough to not get fired. Um, so we'll see if they figure it out. But until then, I type in the name of this podcast correctly in search bars and it says nothing exists. <laughs> so I think we're safe. Well, that just hurts a little bit. <laughs> I can find it on SoundCloud. Apple? <laughs> no, I think they hide it. I actually found out recently that one of my current colleagues is a, is a regular listener, uh, Patrick, who I believe has helped with some of the technical aspects of the podcast. Is that right? That is his design. He took your design and kind of tightened it up because, you know, he's got real technology or t- real, real technology. Yeah. But what's most impressive is that my understanding is he is not a fantasy football fan, but is still a fan of the podcast. So we you reach a wide audience here. Patrick is just good people. Like he, he, that's just a that just says a lot about the content of his character. Yeah, Shout does. out to Patrick. Shout out to Patrick. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think we can all agree on that. We'll really right. see if he's listening now if he responds to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Nine. I'm gonna deviate a little bit from the rec- from the standings here, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Matt. I'm gonna say Kelly. Derek, you went bold. It didn't pay off. Was mm. nine stays nine. Matthew. No, no, sorry. Was nine stays nine. Kelly. So that would have paid off if I was right. Um, <clears throat> I talked about when I kind of disrespected Matt's team. This is just a bad place to be right now. Just a ton of injuries. And this was a team that wasn't all that deep to begin with. So right now they are the writing Dalvin Cook. I think one positive that came for them, uh, backup running back in Chicago, Khalil Herbert, is on IR. So that might make David Montgomery a little more concentrated with the run total. And Lamar Jackson is having a nice year. So, I mean, I guess there's a potential for a boom week. But it, you commented, Derek, I think it's going to be hard to hold on to that sixth seed with the way things are going right now. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you go through Matt's team? which would have been pointless because we were on Kelly at that point. <laughs> well, continue with Matt because we already started. I'm going to guess that Matt was eight. Well, well, let's just see. Let's. Well, we, we commented on Matt, but let's pivot to who was nine, and that was Kelly <laughs> despite my butchering it uh, numerous times. That was really push nerd. Yeah. 
That is the theme of right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you got to say about Kelly's team, Derek? Um, I think there is some real firepower here. Um, I, I do think I think it can be a pretty tight race with Lucas, Cam, and Kelly for that last playoff spot. Um, and I think there is enough talent here. Uh, you got someone who has now entered the ranks of one of the, I think, top first or second tiers of quarterbacks with Tua. Jacobs is is having a good year running back. Taylor seems like he maybe is finally coming into form a little bit. And receivers, you know, it's it's not great on the receiver front. You got Evans. Um, uh, well, maybe just about Evans. Chase will need to come back uh, at some point soon, hopefully. Um, but but this is an, an intriguing team right now, I would say. I think if the season was one week longer, I would agree. And I agree with everything you're saying. That's why it's my bold prediction. But it's got to be predicated on a win this week. And the problem with the win this week is two is on by, Chase is out, Mike Evans is on by, her backup quarterback is Stafford, and his best wide receiver is now on IR. So uh, anyone can yeah. win. And my team can certainly put up a, a, a dud of a week. But to lose this week, which seems like a possibility with these players out, you have to run the table because I, I – I'm fairly confident the sixth seed is going to have six wins this year. So you go lose, you go to three and eight. I mean, you've got to run the table against some good teams. Yeah, good points. I may, I may withdraw all my comments, but uh, yeah, I forgot about those buys. Well, we agreed so, on the bold prediction. We just this yeah, is I'll stick with the it. hurdle to clear. Alex, any thoughts on Kelly's team? Or actually, we'll hold on that. Unless you have anything you want to share. No, I'm set. Kelly, you're wonderful. Eight. Matt. Matt. No. Oh. Um, we are going to say... I'm going to say... Lucas. I'll say Cam. Was eight, stays eight. Lucas. To me, this is the line for where the playoff contenders begin. Um, the QB's great. I think the wide receiver core is in that top tier with you, Derek, and you, Alex. Um, and kind of doing some research on this team, I think, when I'm trying to figure, why is this team not better than they are record-wise? I think the test is Alvin Kamara. Um, when I looked at it, Alvin Kamara has played 10 games this year. He's been in single digits six times. Lucas is 0-6 when Kamara is in single digits. He is 3-1 when Kamara scores double digits. So I think that, I mean, literally, this team is going to go as he goes. All right. Seven. Seven, I'm going to say, is Matt. Matt. Was seven, stay seven. Matthew. And this is what I talked about quickly, Just and I won't rehash it. Um, just so many injuries. Cup, Ertz, Juju. Um, players on by. He's got to place uh, Bobby and Alex in the next two weeks. This is this is an upset to hold on to the sixth seed right now. Mm-hmm. But hey, at least Lamar Jackson will be back. They won't have to start Jimmy Garoppolo again. That is real. Yep. 
A lot of bad luck on Matt's team, but uh, I think you can make it happen. Matt's a team I would like to have a see have a nice year at some point. He just feels like he's been snaked in in recent years. I mean, to start out with a combination of Lamar Jackson, Dalvin Cook, and Cooper Cup, you think that would be a team that could do something this year? But yeah. all right. Well, if it's anything, Dalvin Cook, uh, Dalvin Cook had a couple of real nice games recently. So over the past three, four, five games he's played, he's gotten a minimum of 24.6 points three times. So that's pretty good. So at least Dalvin Kick's like starting to come back up from his early in the season. It is just one of the worst feelings when you're watching like ESPN's live tracker. Because I was playing Matt last week with Dalvin Cook and he busted that 80-yard touchdown. And you like you see the score right, jump so much. You're like, did like four <laughs> players get points at once? It's like, no, just one guy ran in 81 yards out. Yeah. And then that stupid game went to overtime, but all's well ends well. Got to be careful at that half yard line with with uh with that ball there. Allen. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was a fun game. That was a fun game, actually. It was. Six. We're going to say Cam. Cam. We have had no changes. Was six stays six. Cameron. Mm-hmm. All right. I know uh, this has got to be kind of a low point for, for Cam because I think if he could have pulled that out, maybe he still can with with uh you know with stat corrections but um i think he would have had the inside track but there's definitely still a path to get in the playoffs and it sounds like cam has a history of finding a way to get into the playoffs if i remember that correctly um so he he's right there and i think i guess he has a lot of total points maybe compared to the other three and seven teams so he if there is a tiebreaker if I have that right, that that's the tiebreaker is 12 points. I think that would work in his favor. If I'm not a Reddit, read about that, please edit and disregard. Um, but otherwise, like Brown had a disappearing act. I don't know if he got did he get hurt? I mean, he was he was he was walking and kind of he was shaky there. I just didn't know if he he actually left the game. But um, briefly came back in. Yeah. Okay. So, but I mean, with Brown and Samuel. That's obviously a nice one-two punch with receivers. Jones has been, uh, for the most part, good, but kind of hit and miss, and uh, he might be dealing with some, well, he's questionable right now. Allen, hopefully Allen's confidence won't be shaken for him after uh, another rough ending to a game. But, I mean, I think there's the there's playoff caliber talent here. And of course, he's got the greatest uh Defensive end and and uh, Juden for uh, Juden Juden for for the Patriots that he will die on that hill. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a intriguing race and um, I'm excited to see where the where this this three and seven race goes. I I think if the schedule laid out differently, I would agree with everything you said. And, and with his team, I think you're right about that. But like we talked about, if my theory is right, you've got to get to six wins to make the playoffs. He's got to go three and one against Alex, Carly, Bobby, and Kelly. And Kelly, that matchup is going to happen around the time we think the healthy players are coming back. So mm-hmm. it can certainly happen. He's had good weeks, but that's a lot to ask right now. Going to be a, a long but, climb. Yes. All right. Five. I say me? 
Yeah, no. I think it's Alex. Yeah, Rams, I mean. Despite winning, does drop a spot from four to five. Alex, take us into team. I like pie, or what's your name? Cake? Uh, to the moon. To the moon, yes. Yep, because we're going to the moon. Um, Pretty solid. Picked up Trevor Lawrence. He's doing a pretty good job. Um, He's on bye week already, so I'm going to have to go back to Jared Goff next week. So that's going to be fine. Nick Chubb's killing it. Justin Jefferson had an amazing game. He was making some nuts plays. People keep saying Deontay Johnson's going to be great. And they keep saying that about him. They're like, hey, this thing happened. Deontay Johnson's going to get more targets. And it never happens. And, like, I keep falling for it. So I was like, whatever. We'll try starting him. Whatever. Mark Andrews might be coming back soon. And that will also be incredibly beneficial. So everything's looking up for my team. Minus some of the flex position players I have. And Jared Goff. Alex, I legitimately think if you remove the quarterbacks, like, and just look at the rest of the roster, I think you've got the best team in the league. Uh-huh. Thank you. The problem is the quarterback is the place you really need to be good. Like, if I'm you, I'm almost going to look at week 17 matchups and seeing, like, who's got the easiest matchup of all the crappy quarterbacks and just get them on your team now. Yeah, that's fair. Can, can I just say a, a great team without any starting quarterbacks reminds me of uh, my first season when I went like five and eight or, or maybe it was worse than that. <laughs> yes. Who were you stuck with that first year? Well, I think I had Burrow, but it was when he was, uh, I think it was just his rookie year. So he had not come into form yet. Um, the rest, right. I think I've blocked out. Maybe it was Carr. Oh, geez, that does check out. Yeah, and Burrow, when, he got injured that rookie year, right? Yeah, I, uh, may, that may have been the same year. Yeah, again, I, you, you have selective memory on some of these things. Yeah. I, I will say when I heard uh, Tony Romo talking up Lawrence, I was like, wow, you know, Romo and Alex are like two of the only people who still believe in him. Okay. And maybe his numbers are better than, than I make them out to be, but like just watching <laughs> him play, he'll have a, a nice throw, and then the next six passes look terrible to me, and then he can – throw in the flat and that his guys run for an additional 20 yards on the catch. But I, have, I just have not been impressed with them with all due respect, uh, Alex. Uh, taken. <laughs> Perfect. Four. Derek. I will say, I'm going to say it's your, it's you, Steve. Uh, was five moves up a spot to four. Um, I won't stay here too long. I, I'm so happy I get Patrick Mahomes again next year. Like, like he's carrying the team right now. Um, the wide receiver core is is busted. Uh, the running backs are good. Sorry, the running wide receivers aren't doing well. But uh, I, I, I still believe I'm going to toss out two rookies next week and Garrett Wilson and George Pickens. And I believe I like the talent. So. Well, anyway, won't stay here too long. It was a good week. We're fourth, number one overall in the standings, so uh, we'll leave it. If there. I can, sorry, real quick follow-up. Are you pretty happy that Ryan is back as the starting quarterback for the Colts for the sake of Pittman? Yeah, I mean, it's Sam Ellinger was so bad. <laughs> like, at least Matt, Matt Ryan just looks like a below-average quarterback. Sam Ellinger just looks like like when they butt Connor Cook or the former Michigan State quarterback out there, Michigan State, or for the Raiders a couple of times, and it was just anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. So probably help Michael uh, Jonathan Taylor's stock as well. 
All right, so I, uh, I, I'm gonna pause here. Three, Derek, you've been on a bit of a roll. Carly has not. Do you think you did enough to overtake her this week? I would say yes, I did do enough. But who's number three? Man, I want to say Derek. Uh, peek behind the curtain by the smallest margin possible. You did clear the hurdle. Carly is three. Wow. I probably just gave two away, but I don't think that was really in doubt. No offense. <laughs> Her number one was in doubt. It's, it's, yeah, it's, so it's flattering to move all the way up to number two. I appreciate it. Uh, so, so Carly's team, I kind of, I did, uh, I used some of my material earlier. So apologize for the, for the repetition here, but um I did raise like a little bit of concerns about whether Barkley and Henry can can uh, health wise can sustain what they're doing, but between the running backs and the and the quarterbacks, uh, she's had kind of a regression here. But I do still see her as a as a contender. I think we'll probably be neck and neck the rest of the way for that two and three spot. Uh, but the fact that the the receivers are are just not quite up to par, I think there's a uh, you know she's falling back a little bit. Yeah, it seems like the quirk here was like Christian Kirk is having a good year in a way that just doesn't make sense because, you know, he sucked for so long, but he he's tossing out some weeks. So I just, yeah, I think this is the difference between like Bobby and this tier. Like I can't, I cannot lean into Christian Kirk being a guy that pushes you over the hump. Especially with that guy throwing him the ball. Shame it. Again, all due respect. All due <laughs> All right, uh, tip my hand, but we will go. Who's two? I feel like I should let Alex do this one first. Charlie. <laughs> I mean, you just heard us talk about Carly's number three, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm going to say Bobby. <laughs> Can we get Trinity back? <laughs> Derek, who do you think number two is? <laughs> I'm 100% sure, full confidence that it's me at number two. I thought it was right when I said Derek third. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Derek's team this whole time. That was the uh, moment we lost him there. You're talking about the number two team <laughs> in the land. Yeah. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I remember, I think I was complaining to you that I was below 500. I was three and four, and I was just not a happy camper. And I could have even been worse off, too. I mean, I was actually really lucky to beat Lucas which I'm sure he wants to be reminded of with the Devontae Adams late game, uh, long completion for a touchdown. But um, it's just been, I I think I I got mad at kind of a good time, but but my team's just putting up the numbers like the last three weeks. I don't know if you've you've run the numbers, but I think I would be right up there with anybody's average total points. Um, And and overall for the season, I think I'm right up there for, for total points. So I think... I can say my my wide receivers. There's a couple other good teams that are wide receivers, but uh, I think I think I can make an argument that mine are the best. I did hear. I remember I listened to last week, of course, because because um, of course I'm a big fan of the podcast when I'm not listening. Uh, but uh, Cam kind of called into question, and it's good to have a contrarian because you know you know you and Lucas were speaking my praises, so I I I was I didn't mind hearing you know some a different perspective. 
but I, I've been very confident about St. Brown. I think he was worried about St. Brown and Devontae Adams. And I felt like even with how Brown was the beginning of last year and then early this year, that it was the injury that kind of threw him off and that he's coming back into form. And, and he looked really good this last week. And Adams is really, I mean, he had one atrocious game and maybe one other game where it was a struggle. But other than that, like, he's he's just been great. And I think even the very elite players can have, uh, you know, an off week. Um, so, you know, uh, hopefully Kyler uh, Murley is going to be back soon. But because uh, he is a key part to all this. And then Eckler's been uh, been awesome. So, so yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm feeling great about my team. Were you watching live when you had the double dip from Carr to Adams? I was following the stat tracker. I did not, I did not see it live, but um, I think I you texted me at, at like seconds after I saw it, and you know you have that moment where you're like, this is too good to be true. Was there was there a, a penalty thrown or for me to flag thrown? Are they gonna take it back? Because as we've talked about, it's 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 the heroin shot of fantasy football when you get the double dip. Uh, so I was uh, I was overjoyed. <laughs> I did rough math in my head, so I could be a little off here. If that doesn't if that play doesn't happen, you lose by a point. Really? Wow. So I mean, I just yeah, I, here we we draw the comparison to the just inject that right into my veins. So uh, we'll leave it there. But well, also I would add I was tracking that game because I knew I needed at least like a decent performance from from Carr and Adams, which obviously was the case. Um, but the first quarter, uh, Carr had nothing, or it was just a couple points. But there was Dude. nothing happening at all there, which was very anxiety provoking. <laughs> But yeah, I think everything you said is absolutely correct. It's a good team. You survived your bye week. Not your bye week. You survived your Murray injury. And I'm guessing, I think he's going to be back. I mean, if it was a game time decision last time, it'd be hard to think barring a setback. He's not back in the saddle this week. And having DeAndre Hopkins back, I heard Marquise Brown is going to be coming back sooner rather than later. And Rondell Moore is becoming a thing. I think that's really going to help. All right. Alex, who's won? Why, Steve, that's obviously going to be Bobby. Yes. Yay! I knew it. We believed in you. Thanks, man. We knew you'd bounce back. Yeah, I just had to, like, believe in myself <laughs> and listen. I mean... I wish I could have more input on Bobby's team, but it's been the same thing every week. It's like, sure, some of his team members are inconsistent, but they're not at the same time, so he's able to put up these giant numbers when he needs to. I think that the only thing I would be worried about is that when he gets to the playoffs, he just needs once where a couple of those players have a bad week at the same time he's out. So I think that's why it's still technically, I think, a good competition against him when he gets there. But his team's just really good all around, so makes it hard. I mean, it just this would have been the golden opportunity for you, Derek, to catch him. I mean, he's got so many. He's got Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill, Tom Brady, and Ken Walker all on by, but unfortunately, he's playing a team whose starting lineup we talked about is more ravaged than his and Matt. Uh, so this might yeah. not be the week you pull within one, but I think Alex is right. I think what it's going to take is just a, a dud of a week, or he's going to play a team 
like Derek, who's on the rise, but uh, I think he is the favorite right now. Unless Matt can get that uh, cup trade going. Did you send him an offer? I did. All right. And well, hopefully by the time this podcast goes through and the world has forgotten about the la- the middle 30 minutes of the podcast, that uh, Lucas may also make an offer out there. Middle 30 minutes were the best. <laughs> I, I hope the benefit of listening to it over again will change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you were laughing. It's just like when you watch a puppy orphanage on fire. How do, what do you do besides laugh? I mean, you know, besides save health. the puppies. I, that is, I, I had genuine laughter, but I, I wasn't quite sure if that was nervous laughter coming from Steve. <laughs> so many thoughts. <laughs> Your fault. You asked me to do it. I, no, and we'll, we'll decompress this one later. Okay. <laughs> but for now, we will uh, we will end by just checking in on the matchups for <laughs> for the week. Okay, so just give me your predictions here. We have. One, Bobby versus seven, Matt. Matt. I'll just go head over heart here and say, Bob. I'm going to do the same thing, Bobby. All right. Number two, Derek versus number eight, Lucas. That's got to be Derek. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep keep it rolling. I think Lucas is going to keep his playoff dreams alive. Three, Carly. Ten, Jason. Gonna say Carly. Ditto. Yeah, Carly. Four, Steve. Nine, Kelly. I'm gonna say Steve. Steve. Five, Alex. Six, Cameron. Alex. I'm gonna say Cam bounces back. Probably first time I predict it. And with, again, all due respect, Alex. That may be the show title. All due respect. <laughs> okay. Um, I am going to go with, yeah, Cam, because I think he's going to, I just think Karma's going to make it, let him take a victory lap after tonight. All right. So I think we will call it there. Thank you, gentlemen. And uh, until next week, Alex, Trinity, say goodnight, Gracie. Who's Gracie?